0: hello hello welcome to i know the podcast it's me grace and i'm back with a pretty interesting episode this time not saying that the other episodes were not interesting, but this one is particularly interesting because I feel like I have a lot of experience on this topic and that is friendship. In particular that means that I've had a lot of bad experiences with friendship, but that's for later on. But the most pressing news I have is that I have our first guest. Her name is Nicole and she is one of my best college friends. So I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Nicole. And I
1: don't know how Grace wants me to introduce myself, but there's my name. <laughs> um, I met Grace last semester and um, we weren't really friends for the first few weeks. And then kind of a mutual friend became best friends with Grace and <laughs> I kind of got enveloped into the fold. So that That's was, so a, awkward. was a good time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad, geez. Okay. <laughs> Like that sometimes. though, know? I mean, slowly, we've gotten to be like really good friends. Yeah. I mean, in in the beginning, I do have to admit it was because of like mutual friends, but actually, Heather introduced me to my, <laughs> my best friend at the time, which makes it even more awkward. But now we're really good friends and we're 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 best pals, yes, okay. so, And Heather's here because she has also had many experiences with bad friendships. So, we're going to get into that in a second, but first, I'm going to ask you guys, please follow, subscribe, like, whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening to us on, please do so. I would appreciate it. Nicole would appreciate it. And... (laughs) so let's get into it with our highs lows and buffalo and also before we go any further i want to do a slight small little disclaimer because you might be kind of confused right now um my friend her her name is heather but she's Trying out the name Nicole. So I'm like trying to get used to it. Also,
1: disclaimer: my middle name is Nicole. It's not just a random name that I picked oh, yeah. out of nowhere.
0: It's not just like she decided one day to be called Nicole. <laughs> but it is our first day trying this out. So I apologize, but just know in this in this whole podcast, the names Heather and Nicole are interchangeable. <laughs> same, <laughs> um, same person. Yes. Same person, same mood. Alright, so I will go first. Um for my high, actually. Fun fact, we are in a new location this time because, drum roll please, I finally moved into my dorm. I know I have been talking about this for so long, I've been wanting to move in for so long, but I finally did, just last night actually, I didn't know I was going to be coming back last night until like an hour before I left. So that was kind of interesting, trying to pack up quickly and I actually... I packed a, a TV, because I got a free TV um, as a hand-me-down, and I was going to bring it to use as a monitor. I actually forgot the TV remote, <laughs> which um, it hasn't come to bite me in the butt yet, but we're hoping it doesn't. Um Okay, and then my low is probably adjusting to college again, because... You know being home i didn't spend a whole lot of time with friends or honestly with anyone else other than my family so it's kind of tough coming back into college and like being surrounded by people again and like hanging out with people and just like living my life with my friends i love it don't get me wrong but it's just really tough to adjust to that again and then my buffalo is so for the tv that i talked about i also bought a tv stand and it was like some Ikea furniture and it was so difficult to build. I had to enlist the help of one of my friends and, but I felt, I felt really accomplished once it was built and it looks beautiful now and it holds my TV perfectly. So yeah, that's my high low in Buffalo. You want to go? Yeah. Um,
1: so for my high, probably just hanging out with my friends on my floor. Um, we hung out for a couple of hours and that was really great. Um, yeah. Um, low, probably yesterday, um, I spent many hours at once, um, entrenched in international studies, homework. in the trenches, um, <laughs> <laughs> learning a lot about, um, Marxism and social constructivism, which are interesting topics, but it was just a very long study session. um, As for Buffalo, um, my birthday was last week, and for my birthday, I went over to a friend's house and they made me cupcakes, and they made me hold two cupcakes, one in each hand, with all of the candles in these two cupcakes, and I had to sing to myself (laughs) the happy birthday song. And no one else joined in until the last line. And then as I was singing, they were trying to light the candles, but there were so many candles on the cupcakes that it took them forever. And so one was doing it with a lighter, and then someone else joined in with another candle. And while they were lighting the candles, with the other candle, some wax just, like, dripped on my hand and burned my hand, which is fine. But, yes, very odd strain. Very odd uh, Chain, the, the chain of events. That's the word.
0: I, w- I feel like I've never heard people celebrate a birthday like that. Like, having you sing <laughs> yeah. to yourself. Because I don't even know what to do when people are singing to me. Like, I just, what do you do? Do you just sit there? Do you, like, sing along? Do you clap? Like, wh- what do you... Just you conduct. Supposed- yes, you conduct them, them singing, yes. But... Yeah, it's just always so awkward. I feel like that would make it ten times more
1: awkward. It was very awkward. I don't love singing in front of people. Um, But you're, like, a really good singer, though. Thank you. I've done performance for a long time, but just, like, singing in front of people just me is, like, on the spot is super weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. As someone who, like, can't sing, I get it. (laughs) All right, so when it comes to favorites, ooh. Ooh, tough one. I... I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but I'm really loving my desk setup at school. Now, my desk is a lot more narrow here, so it's tough to fit everything in, but the benefit is is that I'm in a single dorm room, so I have two desks, which is optimal for friends staying with me or if I need to spread out for a certain study session. But I've been really loving having a monitor and, like, a keyboard and a laptop stand. And it's just, it's made it ten times easier because I'm not, like, straining my back and my neck while I'm studying. And I can actually, like, look up, which is really good if you spend most of your time studying, like I do. Um, but, yeah, what about you? Um, my favorite
1: thing right now is probably the Golden Oreos that I bought. I love golden Oreos. Iconic. We love to see it. So good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So without further ado, we're going to just like jump right in. Um. So I know that Heather has had her certain experiences with friendship and as have I. And this has been a, a topic that comes up between us a little bit. Like actually today I was talking to her about friendship and, you know, we started talking about it and I was like, you know, you should really join me on this because um, she's actually one of the first people that I've told about my podcast that I know um, in real life because I, I like to keep it kind of private, um, which sounds weird because I'm sharing it, but <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, it's just a topic that we can go on and on about honestly, and we were trying to like kind of outline this this episode and let me tell you guys, there's so much here to so dive into, um, but I think I'll start with the thing that really spurred on this episode was I was driving home, so I had to come to campus to get a COVID test, and then I had to drive back home, or else they wouldn't let me move in. I don't know. It was a weird thing, but I was driving home, and I had an episode of a podcast downloaded. I think it was My 20-somethings Podcast, so go check it out. It's a new podcast, actually, and it's very good. But one of their episodes was on your friends aren't your therapist or something like that. That was the title. Mm -hmm. And I remember listening to it and it really resonated with me because I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I do this. This is an issue. And it really just called me out on a lot of things. And so that's what kind of spurred it on because I was like, I mean, yeah, that's something that I need to learn from. But I think there's also a lot of things that I've learned from previous friendships that other people could learn from. So, yeah. All right, so when you're in a friendship, it's so important that you don't treat your friends like your therapist. And don't get me wrong, like, I, I think, speaking for both of us mm-hmm. here, like, therapy is very important, mm-hmm. and mental health is very important, mm-hmm. and highly recommend getting a therapist, but your friends are not that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have access to a therapist, it is extremely important that you take their advice over what your friends may say because, mm-hmm. you know, your friends can try their best, but they do not have a degree mm-hmm. um, to be able to, I don't know, give you advice. So, yes, disclaimer very important to get a therapist. Um, but yeah, I feel like when it comes to friends, we have a tendency especially with close friends, to just offload all of our problems onto them. And it's not fair to them, and it's just not a healthy way to build a relation. If you start to offload your problems onto your friends, it often puts undue strain on them. And honestly, you don't want to make your problems their problem because as much as you might love your friends and they might be able to give you all the support in the world, like, there's only so much that someone can take of that kind of stress, and it's just not healthy to have someone else's problems on you, so, like, for instance, it's much better to set boundaries with people, so if you're gearing up for, like, a big rant because you had, you know, the worst day ever, and, You know, you want to tell them about all these things that happen and how so-and-so wronged you. Um, Make sure you're asking, like, oh, are you, like, can you have this conversation right now? Do you have the capacity? And, like, make sure it's open. Mm -hmm. And say, you know what, like, it's okay if you don't because this isn't your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it isn't. And that's something that we'll go into later on, like, what exactly is a friend's responsibility and what isn't.
1: Yeah, and I think something that's really important with friendship is kind of finding that balance between, you know, it's important to have people in your life that that listen to your problems. But also, it's really, like you were saying, Grace, it's really wearing on the friendship to be kind of in that crisis mode all the time. Um, Just kind of problem after problem, and that's all you really talk about. Um, It's just really not a healthy um, friendship situation. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but... Um, friendship is a two-way street, and um,
0: yeah.
1: it really can't just be a, a one-sided thing. Like, I like therapy tends
0: to be more one-sided, but friendship is really not. Yeah, and like you said, with it can't just be just crisis after crisis after crisis. Like, you need to have a balance of the positivity. Mm-hmm. And I think what's the best part about, like, our friend group right now is that I definitely feel like our friends – whenever i hang out with them like everyone's encouraging me to do better and and helping me become a better person mm-hmm. and it's not always you know us bringing each other down and you know we're not really bringing the mood down per se because it's not crisis after crisis after crisis which is just exhausting mm-hmm. it's instead like okay here's the issue let's make an improvement and mm-hmm. it's just being surrounded by people who don't offload and people who understand like what makes a friendship toxic is honestly so enlightening Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel that too but yeah it's it's just amazing and I think surrounding yourself with people who have gone through the same type of challenges when it comes to friendships as you is definitely a better way to do it because they understand and they get it when it comes to oh this is what you should and this is what you should not do and this is what is my problem and this is what isn't um but yeah and another thing that we put in kind of with this it's it kind of relates but don't dive headfirst into a friendship i know that both heather and i kind of we're we're reserved but you know very eager to get to an open stage Mm -hmm. in a friendship so you know once you form what you think is a strong bond we kind of like jump into it, um, but it's definitely smarter to kind of like hold off a little bit and like build that friendship before you start jumping in. Because I know a lot of people, it's tough to build that kind of trust, and they might get a little bit freaked out when you come in head first.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I would add to that like, not all of friendship is just talking, and kind of getting to know the other person by asking questions and stuff. Kind of going back to what you were saying about the the crisis after crisis scenario. Um, part of friendship is just doing life together and, and doing activities together. I know that our friend group just studies together a lot. <laughs> um, so even to like to get a know to get to know a person, you really don't have to do, um, a whole lot of talking sometimes. Sometimes it's just being together and doing a similar activity and that way you can kind of get to know how they respond to different situations. Um, you can kind of see red flags that way um, that they may or may not show while you're just talking. Um, and yeah, you just kind of get to know them in a different way when you're doing activities together.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that I've discovered coming to college because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of your friendships in high school, and this is kind of opposite of what most people say, is that you, know, you had to put in effort in high school like and not to say that you don't have to now but you know you had to go out of your way to go visit them Mm -hmm. at their house or you know you had to plan stuff out so far ahead of time to get things to work but when you when you come to college you truly are living your life with your friends and i guess we have the benefit of like living one floor away from each other and like our whole friend group is within two floors Mm -hmm. on the same dorm but it's like you're living life together and like you go out to eat together, you stay together, you just sit with each other. Mm-hmm. That's like the most underrated friendship activity. It's just yeah. sitting. Like you don't even have to be talking or mm-hmm. really doing anything. Just sitting and being in each other's presence mm-hmm. is so impactful. Though I have to say like one thing is that we never did have like a really a talking stage. We did No, that's true. Yeah, it makes me like kind of think like, oh, wait. I know these people, like, I know their personalities, I know their core, but I don't know as much about them. Mm -hmm. Like, I know who they are, but I don't know, like, the little details, like, the things that you learn first in a friendship, I Mm -hmm. feel like I don't know about a lot of my friends. But, yeah, yeah, I would recommend the reverse approach, honestly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, honestly, it's been really nice, Um, because I could not tell you what Grace's favorite color is. But, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I know the kind of things that she likes to do. I know her as a person, like, I understand her on a deeper level, um, and that, that comes from just spending time together. Um, yeah, time is so super important for friendships, and, um, going back to the kind of high school versus college versus kind of young adulthood, um, I don't know what age you are listening here. Um, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> high school, um, you definitely do have to be a little bit more intentional um, and specific with when you're going to meet, when you're going to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, with college, it's a little bit less so, and I feel like sometimes that can make intentionality a little bit too easy in that it's you kind of have to work at being intentional more even though you see each other coincidentally more. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like being
0: intentional outside of that stuff. Because when you're in high school, your intentionality comes from, you know, you planning to go do all this stuff. Well, in college, that's just kind of a gimme. Mm -hmm. Like, you're already going to do all this stuff. So, where are you going to do to be intentional outside of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next thing that we have is, (laughs) this is kind of a simple one. Like, we're going from big, broad concept to a simple one. But, um, don't work with them on group projects. <laughs> <laughs> um, in general, I feel like this kind of fits with, um, separating into, like, different spheres. Like, you have, you have different spheres of your life. You know, you have school, you have sports, you have any extracurriculars, you got family, and, you know, some people might have a religious organization or a church. Um, and definitely separating almost your friends into those spheres. Like, overlap is definitely okay like, I know Heather overlaps in at least two of my spheres, (laughs) if not more, but definitely being able to separate that and say, like, okay, these are my friends from here, these are my friends from here, these are my friends from here, because in, in high school, everything's just together, everything's just bunched together, you don't really have a lot of, you know, separation, but being able to separate and say, like, okay, these friends are different from these friends, and, and that's okay, (laughs) yeah, and it helps you come across in a better way almost because you know like what a certain group likes I'm not I'm not saying change yourself for your friend group but what I'm saying is that it's better to know how to be intentional with those people if you are able to group them um, another thing oh this is this is one that I personally feel and I feel like I have a lot of issues with with friendships and it's being like intentional, but over the internet when it comes to communication. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're living in the age of COVID and, you know, hopefully knock on wood. It'll be over soon. <laughs> but um, the reality is, is that even when COVID's over, especially in college, like it is so important to maintain contact when you're not physically in each other's presence. And we actually had to go back home for, like, three months for winter break. And, you know, I was having kind of a hard time because I was staying just with my family. And it was just – it was tough because there were some friends I just didn't hear from. And that kind of stuff just leaves you wondering. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but, yeah, so definitely being intentional with sending messages. Like, I don't know, I had a friend in high school, and we committed – like, okay, every week we're going to do a call. And even if it takes scheduling that stuff, like, it doesn't even have to be spontaneous. But just that scheduling definitely makes the people you're around feel more loved mm-hmm. and appreciated.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like, if one of you doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. Like, somebody has to start that process. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, for
0: sure. And with intentionality... It, too, like, you want to make sure that your friends know you care, Mm -hmm. and that they know that you're there, because I know a lot of people can, I wouldn't call it insecurity, but just get confused Mm -hmm. when it comes to friendships. I know I do it, I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit to that, Mm -hmm. but, you know, if I don't hear from someone for a while, I'll be like, oh, are we, like, still friends? Mm -hmm. So, just the intentionality behind things is so important. Um, Yeah.
1: I do want to say, though, that, like, friendship, again, is a two-way street. Um, And so I don't want our listeners here to be thinking, oh, I have to be putting in all the work in a friendship. No, you don't really have to. This is really for both sides of the friendship. Like, it shouldn't just be one person putting in all the intentionality and putting in all the work, like, for a healthy friendship, it should be give and take. Not in a transactional way, but in a f- way that you're both pouring into each other, and you're also letting each other have space when the other person needs space.
0: You know? Exactly. And it's uh, to go along with that, Like you don't owe your friends anything. Mm. And this might be weird to hear because you're like, oh, but my friends, I love them. I should... You know, I owe them a response to this, or I owe them, you know, listening to their rant. That's not true. You don't owe them a single thing. (laughs) Don't even, like, start a friendship with that intention. Mm -hmm. You know, but to go beyond that, to say, okay, I care about this person, so I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. You don't outright owe someone anything. But if you want to foster a good friendship, if you want to grow a friendship, then that's where doing stuff for them comes into play yeah because frankly like if you just became friends with someone like last week and they're like hey i need help with this this and this like and you have no connection to them like Mm -hmm. you don't have to say yes to that Mm -hmm. if that's a friendship you want to grow then go ahead but you know make sure that you're not thinking in the way of I owe them this. So I'm going to do this. Because that that just fosters resentment after a while and it's just not okay. And it's just not healthy. Again, it's like it's a two-way street like
1: you it's not just one person giving and one person taking.
0: Yes. Yes. And also like, okay, this is a big thing. And we're going to hit on a lot of these overall themes in just a minute, but Make sure that you have the capacity for a good friendship. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it's the right time mm-hmm. for a good friendship, because if you don't have the time to devote to it, then either don't even go down that road, or just keep it at a surface level, because they're going to expect something from you, because there are certain expectations that come with getting Different closer and closer. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I wouldn't say someone I just became friends with last week. I would not expect them to sit with me and study. Because that is a long process for me. And that's just a lot to ask of anyone. But say, Heather, (laughs) or Nicole, sorry. I apologize. I would, like, go up to her room, knock on her door, and say, Heather, you're coming downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, also, like...
1: We'll talk about this probably more, but boundaries are also very important. Um, I know that Grace (laughs) yesterday was like, get your butt down here.
0: Um, In a a friendly way. Okay. (laughs)
1: I'm not that mean. But I was like, I can't. I I just can't. I had a lot of homework that I had to get done. I'm taking 18 credit hours, and I know Grace is taking more than me, but still. like
0: (laughs) That doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) I just, I had to establish that, and I'm like, I don't owe her my time, I don't owe her going down to study with her, and I also knew that I was going to see her later that night, I was just, like, I can't come down right now to your room, like, I have to study right now.
0: Yeah, and, like, establishing that, so, for instance, like, Heather and I have talked about, like, if you genuinely don't want to come down or if you don't want to talk about something, Mm -hmm. please tell me, like, I don't, I won't take offense to it. Mm -hmm. I won't like be mad at you at all. Just tell me. And that's what Heather did last night. And let me tell you, when I got that text, I like admired you so much. I was like, wow, like this is great. (laughs) Like we're able to just say, okay, this is good. Mm -hmm. I don't want to come down, but it's all okay. Yeah. And that's, that's just something that I've learned in the past couple months is like being honest with people mm-hmm. and being able to set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really healthy and yeah. make sure you set those boundaries and make sure that there's no resentment. Because I know if I, mm-hmm. if Heather didn't tell me last night that she wanted to come down, you know, she, that she didn't want to come down. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, she would have come down and, you know, sacrificed the time that she should have been spending studying mm-hmm. and then, you know, in her mind, I'm going to speak for you, sorry, Um, in her mind she would be like, oh, you know, I didn't, I failed this test because I didn't study and I didn't study because I went down to Grace's room. And Mm -hmm. then that just leads to this whole chain of resentment. (laughs) And I don't want to be at the end of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I want to keep a good friendship. So not having that resentment and not having the chain that leads to that resentment is super healthy and yeah so it's definitely a good thing to be honest yeah and i think
1: a big part of that in like especially dealing with conflict um or dealing with kind of differences is managing expectations um mm-hmm. so had grace expected me to just come down <laughs> invariably every time she demanded my present <laughs> that would create an issue i just snapped <laughs> And so, like, she would have to, and if I didn't fulfill that expectation, she would be hurt by that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, but what you have to remember about that is other people's expectations are not on you, yeah, um unless you, they're a mutual thing. yeah, that you've if it's like a mutual out. expectation that you've talked out, like, yes, that's a responsibility that you now have. But I think people have to evaluate within themselves what their expectations are for friendships, for any, really anything in life and whether or not those expectations are reasonable or if they're unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So Grace, if hypothetically she expected that I would hang out with her every time she asked me to, that would be an unreasonable expectation. Yeah. Because, because I have other friends and I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have life that I have to do. Like I'm paying a lot of money to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are deadlines for going to school, and I can hang out with Grace space pretty much any other day. Yeah, um, I'm always free. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and so I think that's that's really an expectation that she would have to come to grips with um, had she had that expectation. She did not, but <laughs> hypothetically. Um, we, we
0: joke around that <laughs> all my friends, like, I'll text them and just, like, they'll just come down. But... <laughs> truly like there is no expectation behind that Mm -hmm. you know it's just saying I'll text someone and be like why aren't you here and then they'll be like I don't want to come and I'll be like okay cool see you later but yeah yeah, so definitely managing those expectations is a big thing and make and along with that like make sure your values line up because that's that goes so far to managing expectations Mm -hmm. is like if you guys have completely different values and I've had friendship horror stories with this, um, not going to say any names, but, like, I was best friends with this girl in, through middle school and high school, and, you know, at the beginning we had very similar values, and it was really good for our friendship, and we kind of just understood each other at, like, a molecular level, but, you know, as we grew up, people change, and there's nothing wrong with that, but our values kind of diverge. Like, she went one way, and I was just fairly consistent. Um, and that that led to some resentment and, like, a really bad friend breakup that, obviously, I've learned so much from. Um, but, yeah, make sure your values line up. And I feel like we have pretty similar values. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it lines up pretty well, and it's just easier to have a friendship when you understand each other and understand where the other person is coming from.
1: Yeah, and going off of that story, um, it's important to recognize that change is okay. Um, it's unlikely that all of your friendships right now will be exactly the same seven years down the road. Yeah, um, and that's it's kind of a truth hurts sometimes. Like, if, I don't mean to uh, be offensive, but it's it's just the way that life is. I know that for Grace and I, like, she'll be done with college in like two and a half years. I'll be done with college in four, and so our stages of life are going to be very
0: different Yeah, at for at least the one and a half years and then you move to wherever <laughs> I am and we keep hanging out
1: that's a joke that's, I don't expect that's that. That. an example of an unreasonable <laughs> expectation um <laughs> but yeah so like who knows what our friendship is going to look like in say two and a half to four years mm-hmm. um people move to different cities and that's okay and people change friendships even and that's okay and, and sometimes yeah. that hurts but there's circles of friendships that you have, and you have your kind of core circle with a few people, and those will probably last longer than oh, the yeah. other ones will, but, and Unless then you kind sort of have a freak
0: accident, right, and, right, like,
1: bad farm break-up. <laughs> and then you have that kind of secondary circle with more just casual friends, um, people that you talk to, but not like who know everything, single, every single thing about you, and then yeah. you kind of have that third circle where it's, more just like acquaintances or strangers, um, people and you've maybe
0: hung out with like once or twice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just kind of through life, life is a journey and people are, some people are going to be on the same path as you as sometimes. And then they're going to take a different fork in the road and maybe they'll come back into your life later, but it's just a natural part of life. And it's important to, to realize that people are going to come in and out of those circles and they're going to come in and out of, come in and out of your life. And it's just the way that it is. Um, and if you really want friendships to continue, say you move cities, like, you can be intentional enough that you continue that friendship. Yeah. But also if it's not working, like, kind of just give yourself the space to let that go and, and to let that change.
0: Yeah, and to go off of that, I'm going to go kind of off script here, not saying that we have a script, but we have an outline, um, that we're very loosely following right now, (laughs) we're jumping all around on it, but, um, something that you said kind of brought up this thing, that someone said to me, that it, it hurt me, and I, like, I didn't know it would, Mm. as much as it did, like, it, it kind of hit, and it just resonated with me, I kept thinking back to it, like, weeks and weeks later, and, you know, even now, I think about it sometimes, but, you know, I have a friend who, you know, when we were talking about our friendship, they said, well, yeah, next year when we're not friends. And I was like, what? Like, as much as we all understand that it's a natural progression to not be friends with someone for maybe your whole life. Like, I think there's very few people in the world who find lifelong friends, yeah. like who are there from kindergarten to in the nursing home, mm-hmm. but don't wish it away. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't assume that it's going to go away, because Mm -hmm. that that just sets a bad precedent. And you never know. Yeah. Nobody ever knows what the future holds. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, why... I just, I didn't understand it in the moment, because I'm like, yes, I... Of everyone, I'm probably one of the best people who knows that friendships end, and that they probably won't last forever, I hope one will, but that's the thing, is that you have to at least hope that something's going to go on for longer, like, and to say, oh yes, we're not going to be friends after this time, like, that makes the other person, like, step back and be like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't come into this friendship with the intention of not being friends in a year, I came in with the intention of I'm going to make this best friendship that I can mm-hmm. and we'll see where it goes. And yeah. it's like, it's kind of like, we have this also in our outline <laughs> way far down, but it's fine. Um, friendships are like relationships, honestly, way more than people think they are. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying they are a different type of love, mm. but I feel like they're the same kind of bond. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's why the best relationships are born out of friendships. Yeah, And it's like when you're dating someone, You don't say, oh, yes, in a year when we're broken up. You never (laughs) go into a relationship with the intention of breaking up. Or at least I don't. Yeah, that's really just setting yourself
1: up for heartbreak.
0: Yeah. And and I know a lot of people do that to kind of, like, mentally prepare themselves for, like, eventually this will come. Mm -hmm. But don't try to... At least not say it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's keeping an optimistic viewpoint. My mentor has told me that, like, one of the best things that she did when she was dating her now husband was um, using the phrase dating with one foot out the door. And that sounds really Mm -hmm. weird, but it's kind of like you're dating them and you're really liking where it's going. And so you're you're in the house. You're in that space. But also, you know that, like, you don't want to put all of your eggs in this one mm-hmm. basket like if you marry them all of your eggs are in that one basket oh yeah but if you're dating them like again like you don't owe them anything like yeah. you're not their only th- they shouldn't be your only thing you shouldn't be their only thing um and kind of what that makes me think of is is holding on to things with a loose hand with a loose grip um yeah. you're still holding on to the thing it's still with you, and you're still treasuring it and caring for it, but you don't want to have your grip so tight that you're crushing it, Mm -hmm. but you want to have it loose enough that you allow it to change and evolve in a healthy way.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, like, how that relates to the whole, like, oh, yes, in one year when we're not friends thing (laughs) is, like... In that kind of relationship, that's not dating with one foot out the door. That is standing outside the screen door, not coming in. Because, so, I mean, honestly, when someone says that, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not going to pursue this. Yeah. So, anyway, don't say that to anyone. It's just, <laughs> unless unless you want to ruin a friendship. If you do, then say that. Go ahead. But, <laughs> yeah, not a good thing to say. Um, and also, like, varieties of friendship, I feel like, is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to relate this back again to relationships, it's like, friendships are so much about, like, dating around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, as as Heather, or Nicole, God, I'm going to get used to that eventually. <laughs> um, as Nicole said, it's like, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. It's It's kind of inevitable when you come to relationships when it comes to friendships it's never a good thing yeah (laughs) because it's like you always want to have someone who's there for you you always want to have a friend Mm -hmm. and you don't want to just invest everything into one person so I think it's really cool to have a variety of friendship not just in like the amount of people that you have but also in who they are yeah yeah and that goes back to like
1: not putting undue burden on people. Um, if one person is your everything, that's a lot of pressure to put on that one person. And when they screw up, like that could be really damaging for the friendship. Um, and so you kind of have to, it's again, like holding things with a loose hand and, and understanding that people will come in and out of those kind of Three circles of friendship, and and that's okay. Um, it's great to have a best friend, um, but it really is um, an unrealistic expectation um, for them to be your only friend, the only person that you pour everything into. Um, it's it's just not healthy because people are gonna screw up, and if if you have all of your eggs in one basket and you break one of them, you're going to be like, oh, what about all my other eggs? They're all in this basket. This doesn't seem like a very safe basket anymore.
0: All my, all my egg carton
1: got dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you're your all egg cracked. carton gets dropped. So.
0: Put, put one egg in each egg carton. <laughs> yeah,
1: you got to, you got to, it's okay for, for more than one egg to be in one carton, but just not like... Heather, you get four eggs. All of you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so just kind of, yeah, just setting realistic expectations for people and um, not making them your your absolutely everything.
0: And kind of to go along with it, I know everything just kind of relates to everything here. So I, to interested. say to say to go along with it is so <laughs> stupid. But anyway, um, college friendships—they're a whole new breed. They are um, a whole new breed. Yeah. And the they're weird because they take a long time to develop. I feel like for most people now, <laughs> I feel like Heather and I were the exception. Cause we met what, like <laughs> after the first week of school. And to yeah. be fair, I spent, so I got here a week before classes actually started. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of that time going and hanging out with different friend groups, trying to find my vibe. And I remember it was like the night that I was like, so done with that. Cause I'm definitely an introvert and I don't like I don't like constantly meeting new people. I'm fine with it a couple times, but I'm just like, I was so exhausted by the end of that week and I like stopped doing it. And then I was like, okay, but I'm going to go to this youth group for this church. And then I met Heather <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. When I first met Heather and this at, the, at the beginning, it kind of freaked me out but it turned out to be, like, one of my favorite things about her is that she was so intentional, Mm -hmm. and I remember coming out of that youth group and being like, okay, like, that was cool. Like, I don't remember anyone's name, but (laughs) that was cool, and then, like, I think it was, like, three days later, I got off of work. I was working at the dining halls at that time. I'm no longer anymore because it was bad experience, (laughs) but I was coming off of work. It was, like, probably, like, 10.30 at night, and you were sitting in the lobby, and you were like, hey, Grace. And I was like, hey. <laughs> like, I, I do did remember that. not remember your name. <laughs> and I specifically avoided, like, saying your name because I had no idea what it was. And we had, like, the loveliest conversation, and I got out of that conversation, and I was like, damn, I did not know her name. Like, that's (laughs) not, like, this great person, I did not know her name. But anyway, so she was just so intentional, and I was honestly shocked after that night that she remembered my name, because it was a large group that Mm -hmm. we were... It was a
1: pretty large group.
0: Yeah, and I think I remember, like, one person's name from that group, and that's it. (laughs) But yeah, like, it's... Normally, college friendships take a really long time, especially Mm -hmm. to find your people, and honestly, like, I don't know if... This is my people. I hope so. I hope so. But you know, I don't know. Things might change. Yeah. We'll see. But you know, finding your people might take a long time, and that's okay yeah. because you know, being able to date around lets you figure out what you want. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And <laughs> this is another thing that we put on there that we thought was really funny. So a couple a couple months ago. We were talking and we were talking about like negotiables and non negotiables mm-hmm. in fr- in relationships. In romantic relationships. Yes. And, you know, it was kind of interesting what came up, but we were talking today and we were like, why don't we, like, why don't people put together a list of negotiables and non negotiables when it comes to friends? Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if you wouldn't tolerate it in, you know, a romantic partner, why would you tolerate it in a friend? I don't know, I feel like we give a lot of leniency to, to friends to be more outside of our box. But truly, like, there's a lot of people in the world. You yeah. have the freedom to be picky. Yeah. And it is so cool. Especially, like, we go to a big school. and We do go to a big school. <laughs> it's like, me going around, like, the first few weeks, I was like, I don't like this group. It's fine. There's so many fish in the sea. Like, mm-hmm. this is good. And after a while, I was like, okay, I need to find friends, because this is getting way too lonely. (laughs) But the point is, you know, figure out what you want in friends. And it, it probably won't be very hard to put together, because we've all had bad experiences with friends. We've all had time to figure out what we want. I hope you've had time to figure out what you want. But, yeah, so just putting together that list is really good. And... Honestly, that being said, your friendships won't look like what you think they will. Yeah, yeah.
1: And also don't overcomplicate that process because I feel like you can get really into the nitty gritty and you're like, ah, so am I just not going to be friends with anyone? Okay. (laughs) But so it's it's kind of just like, also just kind of trusting your instincts a little bit. Like, do I vibe with this person? Do Mm -hmm. I not vibe with this person? What are some red flags Um, that may or may not be there, Um, are these things that, if I addressed it with them, they would change, and that would radically alter the friendship and be healthy, or is that just a characteristic that I can't live with?
0: Yeah, and I actually, this was a couple months ago, but I was listening to a podcast. I swear I don't listen to actually that many podcasts, because I don't (laughs) find ones I relate to, which is why I created this one, but... Um I was listening to one and it I think it was a TED Talk podcast and it was all about this woman who you know she she was I think around like late 30s and you know she wasn't married and she was like trying to find someone and she was talking about how she had been dating for such a long time and it just it was taking forever and she couldn't find what she wanted so what she did was she went on to Excel, which all good stories start with Excel. Um, (laughs) And she put together her list of negotiables, non-negotiables. Negotiables. negotiables. I can't talk. Um, And then she ranked them based on importance. Mm -hmm. And then every guy she went on a date with, she would put him in there and, like, see where they line up. And she would say, I would not do a second date with someone if they weren't above this score which mm-hmm. is such an analytical way to look at it, but yeah. it, it's kind of the right idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't recommend making an Excel file and, like, ranking all your friends because that's just, like, why. <laughs> um, but to have that level of awareness of, like, this is what I want and this is what I don't want is so good. Yeah, honestly, being self-aware will help you so much in your friendship. Oh, yeah. Any relationship, really. Mm-hmm. And you learn that in so many different ways, which brings me to my next point. <laughs> is learn to do life yourself and this sounds weird because we're talking about friendships and obviously that's not doing life yourself yeah. but learn how to not be dependent yeah. on others like Heather and I or are...
1: there's a nuance here yes. you it's okay to depend on your friends but it goes back into the like not putting all your eggs in one basket thing like if you can't handle all of your if you can't handle life, Just in general, by yourself, there are some crises that you're going to need help for. But if it's every situation that you're facing, you cannot Mm -hmm. figure it out by yourself.
0: That You need to work on that. And, And Nicole's got it right. Like, we were talking about this earlier. And it was like, we said, doing things, doing life by yourself was like surviving. Yeah. So if you can survive by yourself, then you can thrive with others. Yes. Mm. And that is that is the basis of it, is you want to get to the point where you can survive, and then you'll thrive, because yeah. that just builds off of one another. If you can't mm. do it yourself, then you'll be surviving with friends. Yeah. And that's not a good place to be, because it leaves you way too
1: dependent on other people. Yeah, and it just puts a burden on people, and I think people can sense that when you're kind of their only... Sliver emotional support in the, yeah in the world um and and that's not it's not cute um <laughs> like it's okay to be in bad places but like I think and it's 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 part of maturity also um not picking yourself up by your bootstraps but just learning how to how to do it yourself and, and learning some independence and not um using other people as your emotional support, like, crutches. It's okay to get other emotional support from people, but it's not okay if that's the only thing that's holding you together all the time.
0: Yeah, and when it it comes to – I'm going to preface this, because your friendships should never be transactional. Transactional relationships suck, okay? Mm -hmm. And I've heard people say that, you know, to be good friends, you need to have an equal amount on both, and that's, that's just flat not true. Because I know both Nicole and I have friends that, you know, we're more comfortable taking almost a back seat. Mm-hmm. And like when you're hanging out with that other person. You let them talk. You know, they can talk and talk and talk and talk. And you're perfectly content just listening. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. What, what I'm saying is that it shouldn't be equal the, the time that you spend talking about yourself or the time that you spend focused on yourself. A lot of the times it won't turn out to be equal. Mm -hmm. But there should be balance in what you want. Yeah. Because if you have two people who want to be, you know, front and center all the time, that Mm -hmm. is an issue. It's not going to work out. Yeah. And it's like, if you have two people who want to take the back seat all the time, that's not going to work either. Mm Because there's so much empty space there. At least at first. Like, I'm not saying that, like,
1: you couldn't grow that into a healthy friendship where there's more give and take, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... You don't, you don't need to be exactly equal cause I've heard people say like, oh, you know, one time I called my friend and I talked about me for like twenty minutes. So I told them that next time they would have twenty minutes to talk about themselves. Like that's just not healthy. Like that's just putting rules and. Yeah, unrealistic expectations on your friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not okay. So just make sure you're having balance with them and your friendships really shouldn't be. Draining to you. Mm -hmm. I know both Nicole and I are introverts Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is which is rough um, but and so we understand the plight of the introvert in Being drained and like having your energy just sucked out of you. But
1: extroverts can't get that way, too. Oh, yes
0: Yes, yes, yes. Everyone can get that way. Let's be honest but you know especially when it comes to introverts like when we say friendship shouldn't be draining like okay, we know that almost all social interaction is draining it's in draining some respect at some point, yeah. but it shouldn't your friendship shouldn't bring you down like yeah the, why <laughs> yeah you shouldn't leave hanging out with them and feel exhausted because of them
1: yeah, I think it's like there's a difference between being tired because of social interaction in general and being tired because you hung out with a specific person yeah like I know for me, um, If there are certain people that I'm like, if I'm with them for a long time, I'm just exhausted by them, um, Mm. and by them specifically. And then there are times where I hang out with people and I go away feeling refreshed. Like it's, it's important to understand the difference between being tired because you spent a ton of time with people and you're just done with social interaction in general. And when a specific person is just sucking the life out of you.
0: Well, yeah, and I feel like with our our friend group right now, it's like when i when I leave hanging out, I always feel exhausted, whether it's because y'all kept me up until two am <laughs> or whether it's just because I'm just I'm tired of being with people because, College is really draining for mm-hmm. introverts because you're you are living life with people, you know, you're always around people, yeah. which gets super exhausting. But at the end of the day, I always leave feeling like I learned something. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was a positive influence on my life, which yeah. I think is the the core of what we're saying, mm-hmm. is that it can be draining and it can mm-hmm. be tiring. But just as long as you walk away knowing that it was a positive interaction, that's what counts. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think our last thing is just, like, don't compete with your friends. It's not healthy. Don't, either in the negative way or in the positive way. You know, don't start talking about, like, oh, yeah, I I have a better this. Or when someone says something that's really positive for them, adding on and, like, talking about, your positive thing it kind of diminishes that so you want to make sure that you are you know uplifting those around you're not bringing them down or demoting their experiences and that's a big thing so overall manage your expectations don't don't be afraid of change um it's a two-way street really you have to be on the other side and you have to have similar values in the respect that you know what the other person wants and where their head is at. Um, I would also say like adjust your style of communication which is a really important thing is make sure that you guys are on the same page when it comes to communication which is really really important. Um, And also treat it like a relationship. I know we all put more value on relationships more than friendships but let's change that. (laughs) Let's make friendships the modern relationship. All right, guys. I will see you next time on I Know the Podcast. Hopefully, we'll be posting a Friday episode. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at I Know Podcast. And subscribe, like, follow, whatever you do on uh, whatever platform you're listening to. All right. See you guys next time.